0: About Saints Row, they did they did black people's hair right.
1: What's up, Nubians? Welcome to Tech Nubians, part of the Geekish Network. This is your weekly deep dive in a video game steeped in the blackest blacks. For those of you who don't know, Tech Nubians uh, is your, your weekly live stream and podcast hosted by technology professionals where we discuss the what, when, and how you can get into this world of technology, specifically the video game industry. With me today, I have... The producer who never holds a grudge, Sinead. Hey, folks. The candy man who can do plans. Just don't say his name five times. Leon. The yeah, people. Um, he keeps us all out of the sunken place. It's our artist extraordinaire, Ryan. Yo, what's up, And the one who makes it all look like child's play, Chuck.
0: What's up, everybody?
1: <laughs> did I miss anybody? I don't know. No. Uh, I guess Travis is here. here. Oh, yeah. Travis is here with us. <laughs> like that. Okay.
2: Yeah,
1: and I'm you, Cherie. I'm your hostess with the mostest. We are Tech Nubians. Why are we here every week? We're here to inspire, sustain, nurture, and nurture successful creative technologists in the pursuit of Black excellence and content development. All right. Y'all know we like to kick things off with the news and we do a long topic. This week, we are talking about all things Gamescom for 2021. The show just finished up this week and we want to dissect all the goodness there. So, before we get into it though, we're gonna talk some tech and gaming news. So let's get to our news segment, Tech Newsians. Here we're gonna kick us off with Travis. We have some Apple news. We have a lot of Apple news today. Man. Yeah, so Travis, kick us off here.
3: Yeah, man. I'm I'm looking at this game developer article and it says Apple. And it's important that we need to parse this whole, this, this whole news story because it's, it's giving me agita, to be honest with you. It says Apple is, is to let store devs email customers about alternative payment options, okay? Um, it says that App Store uh, developers will be able to nudge customers over email and make them aware of alternate payment plans to mm-hmm. perhaps avoid platform fees. And so the, the change is being ushered in as Apple attempts to settle a class action lawsuit. Um, you know, in 2019, and of course, you know, this has to do with, uh, you know, Epic. So it says in a bid to resolve the suit while providing more flexibility and resources for small developers, Apple has clarified that it will now allow devs to use communication such as emails, share information about payment methods outside of their iOS app. Although a noticeable, a notable step, this doesn't mean developers will be able to integrate alternative payment options into the apps themselves. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: Give us a little background, real quick, by the way, for the the epic Apple lawsuit. Well, basically,
3: well, Apple, if you exist on their platform, feels like they can tax you basically uh, every every for every transaction you make in their store. Um, And depending on who you ask, it's either justified or unjustified, or it's a little too draconian. Um, It depends on who you ask, honestly. You know, Um, now um, for me, this whole, I mean. Developers could already email you about alternative uh, you know ways to pay. The question is, would it be allowed? <laughs> right? Like in the actual store itself. I mean I can email you about aliens and monsters right now. I mean, it doesn't mean anything, right? So my whole point is is that if there are alternatives to that store, they will be created. okay? Um, if nothing else but to get rid of that 30 cent on the dollar, uh, Vig mm. that Apple has, right? And so anything above probably ten percent or, or, or something like that is going to be enough for a whole industry to crop up to grant you rights in the Apple Store, right? <laughs> yeah. um, and so I don't know what they're doing. I, it, it, it doesn't make sense to me. This 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 whole thing doesn't make sense to me. And I just know as soon as as soon as uh, you know you're able to have some sort of alternative. Uh, building structure. It's going to happen. And it's going to happen so huge that, you know, everybody's going to be reeling from it. It's,
4: it, sa- it sounds like Apple, uh, I mean, it's really interesting, right? Like you said, you could already kind of do this. So it kind of feels like Apple sort of like, Hey, uh, what if we let you do this thing that you could already do, but we're just not going to tell you, uh, we're not gonna be mad at you about it next time. <laughs> it's like they're trying to like offer like this much because they're, I mean, I think it I think what's interesting is it sort of signals a bit around what Apple's perception of how this this case might go. Right. Like they're no longer as confident as they may have presented themselves during the case. Yeah. You're so trying to offer a little bit sort of see like, hey, can we settle on this so that something much worse for us doesn't happen? Get, like, it's, would you get, would this, you get man,
3: if, if I call this like Jim Crow?
4: <laughs> okay let's, <laughs> not let's not bring some rights into it well, Yeah, well, we got some right story what i'm today. saying is, is is apple
3: saying well you're free <laughs> it's not free free,
2: not free.
4: No, it's,
5: but, but, but I, I gotta i gotta come in here with travis right this is like Aunt jemima changing the syrup bottle and saying look we fixed racism right <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's, it's, Wait, I thought I thought racism ended when we elected Obama. What are you guys it talking did. about?
1: Wait, oh. it did.
5: What? Racism is still here in twenty twenty one. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. No, I mean it's, it's yeah. a non step. They still make it very clear that you cannot put any UI in your application saying mm. alternative that's what, that's what they're trying to no. prevent. Yeah.
4: More yeah, so you can go to them more
5: email from game developers on their apps, I do, uh, or any developer on their apps, I do. So it's just a non-step to say, see, look, we we allowed something when the reality is they did nothing. They know well that this is this is ineffective, and they're just trying to slow this down because once they lose that 30%, which keep in mind, retail's margins are about three percent. Mm. So Apple thinks they deserve 10 times that margin and they do mm. literally nothing for you. Mm.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, and, it, and, it, and I've, I've kind of followed along back when you know they were actually in the middle of the trial, and I know this was something that the judge was kind of like hanging on a little bit, like, why, why don't you like people to be able to like, you know, let developers, why don't you like developers to let people uh, be able to let people know about these other options? Mm. So I think Apple's probably thinking, well, we're making a little bit of a concession here because the judge was like a little me. bit of a concession. Yeah, yeah, they're uh-huh. like, and like you said, they're they're not really doing anything. But at least it gives the illusion to the judge that they're doing something, Jim Crow. And, and maybe they're hoping that that might, like you know, tilt a little bit in their favor. But yeah, yeah. we'll see what we'll see what the actually what actually happens. With it's that. it's the veneer of freedom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna talk about MLK a little bit.
4: We can't be invoking. Jim okay, Jim right all right,
3: fine. <laughs> Give us us <a> free though. Oh. <laughs> Give us us free.
1: Well, since we're already talking Apple. Um, why don't we while we continue this trend? Leon, you have something to tell us a little bit about Apple, I, right? I, I do. So Apple just announced that they are implementing
5: or plan to implement features on their phones where they will look for the digital signature of known child pornography images. And if those signatures are detected, they will send an email and, and contact the authorities. Now, on one hand, most people would say that, you know, child pornography is bad, agreed, and doing things for the children is good, Agreed. However, this is a really, really scary precedent. It's it's a bell that cannot be unrung. And once your phone is going through your content and reporting on you to authorities, you think it's just going to stop on child pornography, governments around the world are going to start demanding that. And if you want to think about this from a tech perspective, at any given moment, your iPhone is or your your smartphone is not using much of its processing power, right? It's probably using ten, you know, five to ten percent at any given moment. So why not run a machine learning algorithm on that device and look for you doing something else? Like, oh, look, someone's smoking marijuana or something. Let's let's send an email to your job, uh, or let's see, send an email to the to the local government as those are still federal laws. So there's. There's some scary precedents here. And I, I certainly don't want my, my mobile device reporting on anyone and, and, and cashing it in this whole thing of, well, it's just for child pornography. It's just a dangerous precedent. We can't unring that bell. And, and if, if our smart devices are going to start spying on me that much, then I'm going back to the Nokia phone.
4: Yeah, yeah,
0: I gotta, I gotta, I gotta you admit, i You gotta mean,
4: get a cricket, it's, by the way. <laughs> it's,
0: <laughs> it's, they'll give you, iPhone, it's it's, it's, give you an iPhone. Cricket will give you an iPhone, man. I mean, if
4: you,
3: I'm, I'm going back to the razor. <laughs> if you, if you, if you really think about this, though, it this is this is I always come back to this about how our technical uh, our technical abilities seem to be advancing a lot faster than our ethical ones, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because it does. Uh, Leon, it sounds like a great idea, right? Like just like me being able to, like, um, you know, control my uh, my relative's computer so that I don't have to talk them through a technical uh, thing. I can just remote desktop into their computer and do that thing. But if you look at Anybody who's getting scammed now out of thousands and thousands of dollars, they're using the same tool, yep. you know, to, to build people out of a whole bunch of money that you use to do something that is potentially helpful. Right. Um, and so that's really how you have to look at these things. You can't just look at technology as like what it's going to do for you. You should think about what it's going to do to people as well. and yeah. and, and, you know, especially the bad parts.
4: No, I think, I think the thing that, that really shocked people about this is that it sort of represents a, a very different, like a, a, a different approach um, for Apple, right? Like Apple has, for, for years, Apple has been all about privacy. They presented themselves and presented their Apple devices, iPhones, like that. Like, like we will not unlock iPhones. Like we can't even get into them, right? Like they said, they built they build so much encryption. They're like, we literally can't get into someone else's device, any of our customers' devices. Um, and we did that intentionally. Uh, and, and they fought in in court against like, you know, FBI, I think it was like the San Bernardino shooter. Uh, they had the, the the FBI suspected there was data on his phone. And, and they said, "Hey, Apple, can you guys help us get into this?" And And they refused, right? And there were a lot of privacy advocates that were on board, and they're like, "Yes, Apple's really like they're standing behind what they say here when they say that security is is paramount for them. So this represents a real shift in their thinking. Uh, and I think it's really, I think it's really worthwhile to, to to sort of examine why they, why a company that was so committed and so so actually bullish around privacy has decided that it is important for them to make this shift. And I think a lot of this has to do like with with, with, with what Travis was saying, um, you know, just the ways in which people use technology for evil purposes. And this specific thing, like every sort of like, especially video content creation platforms has had to deal with this as a problem, has had to deal with uh, uh, content that was uh, either whether it's child pornography or whether it's revenge porn or whether it's all sorts of things that like people put on the platform where they coerce stuff out of folks who did not want to be on that platform. Uh, We saw some stuff with OnlyFans (laughs) just recently (laughs) that was related to this as well, honestly. And so... The question that, that that I that I think we've... I think there's sort of the conversation that we've got going on here is there's the potential for a slippery slope, but there's also, okay, well, what do we do about this? Because we can't just say, well, you know, sorry, child pornography is just a thing that we have to deal with that just exists because humans are awful, right? So the I don't know what the solution is, honestly, right? Well, because
3: I know what the solution isn't. Uh, yeah. and, and, and the solution isn't to invade people's privacy. And, you know, this... I remember when we first started, uh, Leon and I started talking about doing Tech Nubians is because we we had like these philosophical debates all the time. Um, and uh, one of the things that uh, Leon was was particularly proud of is, is, is being an ex-Microsoft employee and how Microsoft had been through sort of this fire already, right? Um, and um, it reminds me of what Obama said when, uh, when he said that being like the president Makes you more of who you are, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
3: um, and, and we saw how that goes the opposite way as well. But you know, and and Apple was great when it was scrappy, right? Apple was when when Apple was defining the rules, when they were throwing the sledgehammer at, at, at things and so on and so forth. Now that Apple is basically the man in several sectors, you are now starting to see who Apple really is. And the question is, do we like it?
1: Yeah. You know, the, the other thing I'll add on this um, and this has been kind of Apple's defense is that they're like, well, we are not going and actually, you know, scanning every image you have. What they're basically doing is, um, you know, they're they're they are comparing like, you know, some of the, you know, I don't know, like metadata or something like that against like some of the no. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. some of like the, the known um, child uh, sexually explicit material. Right. Uh, uh, so like basically it's like it's running a comparison there it's not like supposedly like you know going through and like scanning every image per se to be like what's in every single image that they have that's that's been their defense um there's also been some speculation that possibly one of the reasons why they're doing this is they're trying to get ahead of upcoming legislation and they're trying to maybe try and set this up so that Maybe they can start doing encryption for the iCloud because they don't have encryption on their on their iCloud right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's a there, there's some like I guess charitable, you know, um, readings of it. But l- like everyone has said on here, I mean, when when you consider how much Apple has been about privacy, heck, the epic Apple lawsuit. Part of the reason they don't want people like, you know, being able to sideload is they're trying talking about security for their system. It's like that. But part of, you know, when you, when you consider how much they've hyped privacy is like that, it does feel very much kind of, uh, you know, contrary to that.
4: Yeah, uh, just, that's... just a really brief point, um, you know, on the one side with these social media platforms and content hosting platforms, we we say we want to hold them responsible for the content on their platforms. And then at the same time, we're saying, well, but don't invade my privacy in order to do that. So we're really we're, we're really sort of con- like. Uh, Uh, limiting their abilities to actually do the thing that we said we want them to be able to do. So um, I think it's worth a conversation and not just shutting it off with the idea of a slippery slope. And also, like Cherie said, understanding what the actual thing that they're doing here is. It's not they're going through your questionable photos that you took of yourself and your girlfriend or anything like that. But it is, it is much, uh, much more tactical. Yeah.
0: And let's be honest. We, we part of a government, we're part of a system that is very litigious and everybody goes for the King and Apple is the King. So follow the money. We yep. just have to follow the money trail. Why is Apple doing this? And mm-hmm. it is in the long term to protect themselves against a government that's going to attack them because they're the biggest king on the block. They are King Kong right now. Mm-hmm. And America has a tendency to take down King Kong every time a King Kong rises.
5: Yeah. I, I, I would just say, you know, the 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 John Adams quote comes to mind. Those who trade liberty for security have neither. And, and we really have to be careful here about limiting the powers of law enforcement. I, I certainly agree any content that's up, it's uploaded online is it's open season on, on what gets searched. But once you start penetrating someone's phone, and I agree, they're just looking for metadata today, right? But they could have a nude filter and then they start running the nude filter and saying, oh, I'm going to prosecute you, 16-year-old, because you've been sending nudes to your girlfriend. And that was exchanging of child pornography, right? Like this is not completely unreasonable to state and you know it's for the same reason that a few years ago the Obama administration was really pushing for security backdoors into encryption and people said no because we can't like I get it you want to get into these people's phones but you will undermine all commerce and all security and it's not worth the price so you know I think I think that this is a this is very dangerous
1: and, and we should certainly keep an eye on this Yep. Very, very true. Very true. All right. We're going to go on to our next story here. Sinead, you have a fun story for us. Yes.
4: <laughs> so uh, anyone out here play Fortnite? You know, Fortnite, that's apparently a pretty Fortnite? popular game. Fortnite. 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 It's,
2: Fortnite. It's, it's,
4: it's done some numbers. It's been pretty popular. So, uh, so there, uh, Time Magazine actually recently did a partnership with Fortnite, with Epic Games, to presents a, what they call a march through time, I think DC 63. Mm -hmm. It is a, uh, as they describe it, a celebration of the life and work of Nobel Peace Prize recipient, Dr. Martin Luther King. Uh, And so they sort of transformed a section within the area, within the, within the environment so that it looked more like 1963 Washington when, uh, when Dr. King gave his I have a dream speech. And Mm -hmm. you could, you could actually watch the I have a dream speech in Fortnite. You could uh, there's also supposed to be small mini games and like museum pieces that you can work through. So they basically transformed this into a living museum. But, man, this idea, <laughs> <sighs> as expected, um, some folks uh, didn't take it with the level of reverence that you know a um, battle royale shooting video game where you can dress as a as a as Rick from Rick and Morty or like a giant pickle or. Ah uh, whatever, um they didn't hold this with reverence with reverence and respect. and um so uh, epic has been <laughs> having to do things like like turn off certain um emotes, like say, the throwing tomato emote that got used an awful lot in the first twenty four hours, uh, among other things. Uh, and I just want to open the the floor to people to ask them what they think about trying to teach. Um, folks' history through a video game where you shoot each other in the face.
5: <laughs> is, is there anything more respectful than a giant banana teabagging someone
1: at the scene of the I Have a drink?
4: Um, <laughs> I mean, apparently not.
0: <laughs> you can do the running man.
1: It's, it's a metaphor. <laughs> For a metaphor. I,
0: yes. I feel you like the, you can do the running man. I feel like Killmonger.
3: Is this your civil rights? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: right? Because the thing is, is that you know what 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 should be said is is this your metaverse verse verse first? Verse, because
1: verse, 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 verse,
4: verse, verse?
3: ladies and gentlemen, this is it. This is it. Right? So again, like, this is what we dreamed. Like, you know, Martin Luther King had a dream.
1: This is not what I dreamed, Travis. (laughs) (laughs) Nightmare, I think. Nightmare part of it. I have a nightmare. That's what I should have done.
3: Because, yeah, because, you know, I'm thinking, hey, kind of cool. And then I'm thinking, but people aren't.
4: (laughs) I just, yeah. okay, here, here's my thing. This is what, like, going into this, like, this is one of those things that sounds fine on paper. If you don't understand the Fortnite community, video gamers, humans and online, like, um, online space that allows them anonymity, like, if you don't understand a whole bunch of things, sure, this sounds okay. I just don't understand what the end goal was, right? Do they think, hey, we're going to teach folks what Uh, we're gonna teach them about the mlk speech trust me i have a dream everybody learns about i have a dream can you teach them about letter from a birmingham jail can you teach about literally any other speech that dr king gave like that's like what i don't understand what the ultimate outcome they were expecting was going to be here and what we saw happen was exactly what i thought was going to happen i think like some of my favorite um Tweets about this. Someone says uh, this was posted on Kotaku. I think Rick Sanchez and the Xenomorph from Aliens learned something today, and they've been given a lot to reflect on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that this might. makes it. This... I just mentioned. Um, I think so. You were mentioning here, Travis, before. Like this is this is like what Fortnite has been wanting to do, right? We had like Ariana Grande concerts. We got "I Have a Dream." Can I just say, I think we found the line yeah. of good taste. Is the line behind us? Yeah, it's like, okay, I mean, I understand, <laughs> like, we want to be able to put everything into, you know, like, I've got your peanut butter and my jelly and my chocolate and my, you know, whatever. I get we want to be able to put everything together, but not everything works well together. You know, we have to understand the context because, like, if they had really, like, I mean, I mean, I really feel like someone put this on paper and they didn't, like, it's, it's baffling to me how, you know, when they ran this by like the Fortnite folks, like there was no, clearly nobody in the room <laughs> to say, I don't know if this is a good idea. You know, I don't know. We're going to have people dancing, you know, doing like all sorts of crazy dances in front of us. They're going to be dancing on the TVs. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like, to me, I'm kind of like, all right, I don't I don't feel like you can take um, something like this and put it into something like Fortnite and expect there to be like, I don't, I'm not sure what their end goal was. This like is not gotta, chocolate and peanut butter. This I, is I, like
4: chocolate and spiders. Like,
3: I don't, I don't, I, well, spiders. I, respectfully, respectfully, I don't necessarily agree. I think that um, what this highlights to me is that rules, just like anything else when you're designing games, influences, influences experiences, you know, it influences gameplay and, and so on and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. So think about so think about this MLK edifice as uh, a cinematic or um or or an area in the game where you you know you can't do certain things, right? And so what we're really describing is is it, you know, because I would really like to explore like a 3D Martin Luther King uh, exhibit. And if I can do it using the movement, like uh, in, in locomotion that I'm used to in a, in a first person shooter, I can go to these different things and experience those things. No, I can't emote. No, I can't shoot. No, I can't do all those things. You control everything in a game simulation, just turn it off, right? Like if you're in these areas, you don't have these rights. And that's not something that we're unfamiliar with. That's something that happens in every single game. Right. And so people just need to know that certain areas are going to be, you know, much like the the continental in, in, in John Wick. Right. Like you can shoot everybody outside this door. But as soon as you come into this hotel, you cannot use these weapons.
4: I can imagine the first week the Continental was open and they're like, yeah, don't shoot when you come in here. Everyone comes in, they shoot everyone up. And they're like, oh crap, 24 hours have elapsed. And we seem to have not thought of the fact that murderers might have guns on them. <laughs> so, from here on out, no more shooting, okay, guys? Like, that's what mm-hmm. this was. It feels like it's partially. Like a a partially exactly executed
1: it. idea. I, th- I think
0: I think this may be part litmus test, but also as as more as a Morehouse brother to Martin Luther King and somebody that worked with John Lewis, I find it really intriguing that they commercialized him to this point mm-hmm. when he then received reverence into 1983,
1: mm-hmm. 1984.
0: They hated, they vilified him his entire life. It was literally. Twenty years after he lived, they started recognize that he might have been onto something good.
5: I I think there's there's two points that come to mind here. One, I think there is a general lack of sacred cows when it comes to things along the civil rights movement, right? No mm-hmm. one would ever put the Ostrowich level uh, in in Fortnite. They would not dare, right? Uh, there, but you know, when it comes to things along civil rights, they're willing to kind of. Oh we'll, we'll just try it and let it go. But you know, and the other thing this reminds me of in terms of, of of gamer behavior is you know early early in my career we worked on a multiplayer game where we allowed people to upload uh, custom bitmaps that would be displayed on their avatar, and I was one of the people that insisted that we have a internal review of that before it was rendered, and people didn't want to do it. They're like that's not going to scale. That's not going to scale. The very first thing uploaded was a swastika the first of course that's, thing that's good engaged. i just knew
4: it was gonna be a ttp so
5: yeah yeah that was probably third but yeah. but you know we we know the bad behavior is there so to travis's point put them on rails and stop the bad behavior before it engages just ask yes. the gamers right it's not a mystery right <laughs> you can ask the gamers and they'll tell you what they'll do
1: it, mm-hmm. yeah the most predictable thing ever I, I mean, there there is a little bit of irony for saying like you're I mean, I mean, it's just the way we framed it before, Travis, we said you don't have the right like we're going to remove your rights from doing these certain things. And there's a little irony of saying we're removing your rights. So you have to watch our civil rights leader right now.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Travis,
1: I mean, I, are, are you going to declare Jim Crow again? Yeah. I mean, this could
0: have been worse, you all. This could have been, been a lot was, worse.
1: It could have been a lot worse. But I mean, I, I, I think. But, like, a, sorry, what like, was your point, like, Rene? Yeah. So I think there's just a tendency, I mean, like for us to kind of feel like MLK now he's a Pokemon or like, let's just throw him out here. You know, like we, you know, we want, we want to feel like we are teaching people something. Here's the I have a dream speech. I mean, we want to feel like we're, you know, on the right side of history. Here's, you know, here's this thing, right? Like what are the people in Fortnite really truly learning from seeing this? I have a dream experience. I mean, they get like they said you have to complete some of the, you know, these little game mini games or whatever. And you get like some little, you know, DC 63, um, you know, token or whatever they get for it. I'm like, what are you, what are they really teaching? That's that's the thing. I think they really need to evaluate this a little bit better beyond mm-hmm. like understanding, uh, you know, what abilities they allow you to, to, you know, to do in the game, you know, versus, you know, I think that's really they need to think about. Is this the right forum no. you know, for it?
4: Give give me a Malcolm experience.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, so funny they took, it totally took Carmichael. <laughs> they took the most neutered speech from King and used it. Yep, that 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 speech has no bite in it, none zero. And he had a lot of speeches with bite in it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they, they harbor on this one speech that he was like, Come on, white people, let's all just get along. And I was like, He was never really that guy. <laughs>
4: the thing that was a, a bit frustrating for me, too. Like, just, yeah, I mean, and we see this all the time. Like you said, it, it, the way that they describe it is they, they always describe Dr. King and they summarize it down to just the, the feel good moments. And like, yeah, Dr. King's message was about unity and about everyone getting together. And I'm like, Is that all you took from it? I mean, really like when we talk about the march on washington you guys know it was about it wasn't called march on washington It was march on washington for jobs and freedom and when we talk about jobs and freedom we're specifically talking about the economic plight of black people in the 1960s like yes like ultimately everyone loves the 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 quote about you know shouldn't judge someone about the, the color of the skin but the content of their character but understand dr king was living in the 1960s 1950s 1960s like in the south where you know, we look back and we say, well, yeah, that's obvious. Like Dr. King was saying be colorblind. No, he wasn't saying be colorblind. He was saying, I am a black man and look what happens to black people in America. Read letter from Birmingham jail. I always, I've always got that on my, <laughs> it's on my phone at the ready. <laughs> if You really want to see like what Dr. King was talking about, like in like the unvarnished truth of what Dr. King was talking about. And this, uh, I Have a Dream speech is an absolutely lovely, it's a beautiful speech, uh, but it is it, we We act like it is the is the totality of Dr. King's legacy. Ooh. and it was the totality of his message because it makes us feel good. So that's why we listen to that one. That's why we watch that one. If they really want to do something interesting, let's like I said teach beyond what people learn in their second or third grade class, which is that's the only thing people learn about Dr. King in American schools. like up through k through twelve, right? <laughs> Teach beyond that. Teach beyond. Teach beyond Dr. King himself. Talk talk about Mountain, Talk talk about Sophie Carmichael. Talk about talk about all the different folks that were involved in this. Because we learn about what Dr. King, Rosa Parks, probably Obama. Now <laughs> that's probably yeah. that's, that's probably the the totality of like that's the Black experience, right? You guys got three good ones, and and now uh, I don't know. You're good, Jail. right?
1: <laughs> yeah. You're good, right? Also, also fix the loading screens, because somebody said they were, like, loading out of it, and it said, headshots are the gr- you aim for the head for something like that. And I'm like, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. you yes. have any design documentation for this thing? This is <laughs> like, why I said this awesome. felt
4: like a, a, a nugget of an idea that was not not fully developed and didn't take into account, like, the totality of what they were trying to create. Um,
1: yes. Okay. Well, I think we have talked, talked this, uh, you know, this story here. Um, let's jump on. Actually, Ryan, you have you have a story for us real quick. I think yeah. we, have, can we jump in.
2: So uh, uh, we're going to talk about Blizzard in a little bit because it's in the, it's in my my personal ethos. Um, so uh, California uh, accuses Activision Blizzard of, of uh, hampering a, a lawsuit. Um, so they actually filed. A, a lawsuit against Activision Blizzard. They're accusing the company of stonewalling the state regulator and shredding documents relevant to its in- investigation. So uh that's kind of shady <laughs> when you hear about that. You know? And I honestly I, honestly, y'all, uh the, my only like, real true question is, is it bad if I if I if I recently put in an application to go to work at Blizzard? <laughs> is, that, is that bad or is it like i uh, kind of feel i kind of because i actually did, did work for him in the past honestly and it it kind of feels weird like oh i can i show my work you know can i show my work it's <laughs> associated with blizzard it's almost like it's tainted a little bit like
4: if it makes you feel better blizzard is not the only abusive place <laughs> yeah
3: yeah <laughs> they're
4: just the one for the moment
3: i of- think it's I, I think it's i think it's important uh you know, to assess the company that you work for. Um, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a, it's important. Um, sometimes, um, fiscally, uh, <laughs> you know, it's sometimes better to ignore it. Um, but uh, I don't think you can in 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 the long term, right? Um, because you're either part of the solution or you're part of the problem. Um, and I don't know what it's going to take in order for Activision Blizzard to get better. I don't. Um, mm. because once again, um, everything that I've everything that I've seen makes makes me feel like they're paying lip service to what they're doing, but they're really not like interested in wholesale change. Uh, I could be I could be wrong, but you know, it it, it just doesn't feel like it to me. And I uh, I I really hope that I'm I, I really hope that I'm wrong. I know are you fix it? You oh, just you, you just change your uh, your
2: employees, switch out your employees. Somebody else get a new cast. But <laughs> the
1: pop, that's what I say. Management also, they gotta switch themselves out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, out. I was gonna say you just uh, make
4: sure you put that uh, equal opportunity employment thing at the bottom of your website, and you're good, right? That's all you
1: gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: No, but for real though, I mean this. Like we we talk about this, and we we talked about this story uh, in a few. Past episodes and given updates on it and stuff, uh, and I, I do appreciate that. You know, we, we wouldn't have been able to have. I don't think this 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 lawsuit would have happened like even three years ago, even five years ago, and beyond. But this is not a new problem within the game industry. Um, talk to any women, talk to any black and brown folks, talk to anyone from marginalized identity, LGBTQIA, disabled folks. Like this is, this is a uh, it's been an ongoing problem within the game industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we sort of have these linchpin moments throughout, throughout, um, throughout our, our, our industry's history. Uh, I think one happened in 2014 with the thing that should not be named. Um, I think another one happened as, as, uh, as Me Too sort of swept the game industry just a little bit, uh, but da- back during last summer, which I think is uh, it was pivotal happened during last summer because that's when people were in lockdown at home, like watching the news, paying attention to the news. And the fact that California filed a lawsuit, I think is another linchpin moment because that's so much bigger than just individuals filing a lawsuit. This is the state of California coming in and saying, hey, um, we can't ignore this anymore. And I say the word ignore because yeah, in order for this stuff to continue, a lot of folks ignored a whole lot of things. It's not just the like, you know, everyone says there's a few bad apples. Like, well, yeah, sure, a few bad apples, but a few bad apples spoil the bunch. So there's a few bad apples who are the actual direct abusers, whether it's physical, mental, sexual, or, or, uh, or verbal abuse. But there's a whole lot of folks who ignore it, whether it's for the financial imperative or for whatever. But that's not to say that, like, like it's a hard problem to solve. Yeah, switching people out is, is ultimately the thing. But when we're talking about organizations that are hundreds of people, uh, like it, it is such a complex way to 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 address this thing. Yeah. Like I always say like your 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 company's culture is high is determined in your first ten hires. So if you got a company that has like five hundred employees and it's being sued by the state of California, I don't know how many people work at Blizzard. Uh, you have a company that has hundreds of employees <laughs> and it's being sued was. by the state of California, and your culture was determined in your first ten hires. That's a hairy problem to solve.
1: Yeah. It's very true. I know you and I were kind of joking about this before with, you know, with regards to like Jeopardy, where like, you know, they had the host who stepped down, Mike Richards, and he's going back to being the EP. And people were like, why is he still the EP? And they're like, well, we're going to give him training. He's going to get sensitivity training. And I said, man, the the lengths we go to, to retain like, like toxic people in power is amazing sometimes. Now, not just sensitivity
4: training but they said that he's gonna have like a handler who like keeps an eye on his behavior
1: i'm like (laughs) i'm like come on on, dude come on but anyways all right well let us this is this is a good place for us actually to 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 move on to our long topic it's a little less heavy we're going to talk about gamescom because gamescom was this week Mm -hmm. um so we want to talk about all the things that were like different, all the different things that were announced, all the things that, you know, that we're like interested in and, and you know, just talk a little bit about behind the scenes stuff at Gamescom. So let's start this off. Who can give us a definition? What is Gamescom? I mean, everyone's heard of E3, but what is Gamescom?
4: Gamescom is the biggest um, video game convention in Europe. It is don't know about Gamescom, a lot of folks over here in in the in the states don't know about it or don't pay attention to it it is bigger than e3 it drives a lot of like the industry going on goings on. uh it's attended most like largely by european press and also by a lot of asian press uh and yeah it's you should if you're not paying attention to gamescom you should absolutely pay attention to gamescom i only got to go once i think it was like 2010 but it's an amazing event and it's huge and it has for at least as long as I've known about Gamescom, it, it, it hasn't always been, uh, you know, E3 used to be a press only focused show and then now it's switched to being press and, and consumers and that's caused a lot of tur- turmoil <laughs> and heartache <hate laughs> within the development community. But um, Gamescom has been uh, press and consumers for a long time, like a four day mm. show, and I think it's two days each or something like that. So mm. yeah, if um, you ever get the opportunity to go to Gamescom, like it's, it's, it's an experience, absolutely.
1: Yeah. If GameCom is like, like you said, it's bigger than E3. Why is it that we only hear about like E3 for the most part over here? I mean, you do hear about Gamescom, but like, to be honest, like, I mean, E3 seems to be like the the perception, at least I'll say, you know, for someone who's not like in the industry is that E3 is like the, the show. Why is that?
3: I think it's just because we're American. Right. And uh, if, if, if anything, Americans are, very good at turning the eye to, yeah, to, to, to anything that might not be American. Right. Um, and mm. I, I, I don't think you can afford to do that nowadays. Um, you know, just because our platform has gotten to the point now where, uh, you can make a good game. You can make a, a top tier game anywhere. Mm. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and because you can make a top tier game anywhere, um, your, your dev teams can be anywhere and and, and so that's why gamescom uh, the, the things you see announced out of gamescom from developers you've never heard of or barely heard of or publishers you barely heard of that are that are awesome are just because of that right and i think that's i think that's awesome actually
5: um i mean just just to put it succinctly if you're a content creator you're going to make a lot more money making a soccer game than you are an american football game
0: Every day of the week.
5: Very true.
4: Mm -hmm. FIFA outsells Madden by 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 a lot. lot. A lot. It's the highest
0: selling sports game in the world.
4: I also think um, some of the reason why we pay attention to E3 more too has been in previous years E3 wasn't a consumer focused show. So there's sort of like this mystery and allure around it. Like it looks like it's just this thing that you can't get into and it's so exclusive and all this kind of stuff. So we we tend to sort of hold up on a pedestal. Um, whereas, like I said, Gamescom has been um, uh, has allowed consumers for the consumer days of the show for I don't know a long time. I don't even know since if it's since the beginning or whatever, but but at least like a decade.
1: Yeah, and, and it
3: makes sense. And, and, and it makes sense um, if if you think about uh, our industry in in, in particular, right? Um, we have to stay close to our user base. We have to stay close to uh, to our fans. They they move this industry much like you know. No other industry that I really know of that that has such a uh, a tight feedback loop between uh, their end users and uh, you know the the, the content creators, yeah. um, and so um, I I think that this show Gamescom being a a mix of consumers uh, and, uh, and and professionals is the shape of things to come. Honestly, okay. mm-hmm. uh, just period. Um, mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's no way around it. I- I- at least in, in, in my opinion, these people need to be heard. Your, your, your customer base needs to be heard. Um, and giving them the, giving them the ability to experience uh, your products in the best light. I mean, that seems like a win-win scenario to me. I, I could
1: be yeah. wrong. Yeah. So who on who here has been to Gamescom? Shanae, I know you've been. Travis, you've been. Okay. All right. So y'all, y'all two are the, the GameCom Gamescom veterans that we have. I have, um, even though I have not been to Gamescom, you know, when I was working in, uh, you know, development, I always knew we had like, Oh, this is the games demo. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it throws everything else out. Everything else, you know, goes out the window, all, everything else with our development schedule goes out the window. It's just like, we need to work on this. <laughs> we need to get this going. So can you, can y'all you talk a little bit about maybe like, the impact there and why like we, you know, why there is so much pressure to make sure we're, we have a good showing over at Gamescom.
4: Uh, just as a just as a point too, I yeah. think the what you mentioned about having a gamescom demo is a really good point because you have an E3 demo and you have a Gamescom demo, and they're separate demos. For a lot of the other shows, I can reuse my E3 demo. I can reuse my Gamescom demo, but I sure as heck better have two separate bespoke demos <laughs> first at those individual shows mm-hmm. and tailored to those audiences too, because like the European press versus the US press pay attention to and care about different things. So we want to always make sure that what we're trying to highlight in our game game is is tailored to the audience we're, we're we're presenting it to as well um yeah i mean it's like i think that's probably the thing like someone uh, someone in our comments me uh or on the twitch stream made it made a comment that there's no such thing as like pax eu or pax uk because they didn't need it <laughs> yep. gamescom,
1: yep.
4: gamescom serves that purpose uh and it's it's uh you know when i went to the show i'll tell you guys a a, a, a tiny a tiny story about about gamescom i i went back and I want to say it was 2010 or something like that. You know, but this is back when we could still go to places in person.
1: <laughs> it feels and, so um, long ago.
4: It feels so long. I actually just searched to see if Gamescom was in person this year. It was not. Mm. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, it was another online-only event. But mm. this, was, this was me reminiscing back in the day when I actually got to go in person to things, and it took place in Cologne, G- uh, Germany, as well. And our, our, uh, our, our. Um, Hotel was right across the street from the um, Lint chocolate factory, by the way, which smelled delicious.
1: <laughs>
4: Tiny story has nothing to do with games, but has to do with games people. Um, we were at Gamescom. It was hot as heck. We're doing our demo. We're doing a live demo in front of a bunch of folks. We also had a separate. If you guys don't know, like a lot of a lot of those demos take place on the show floor, but then we usually also have like a separate like uh, what do you call it? Like a uh, interview green rooms or whatever, where mm-hmm. we also. Behind closed doors, sort of yeah, yeah behind closed door demos take place mm-hmm. as well, but usually in a separate location. And so we had that likewise, uh, and, and some of our folks from Capcom Japan were were uh, in town as well for for um, for those interviews. And one of the things you have to learn about uh, uh, that, that was a revelation to me in my my younger years. um ice is not as common a commodity within your drinks. like you just don't get ice drinks. that's not a thing. Like, every iced drink was more like kind of cool or like room temperature <laughs> and they all had carbonation, yep. all of them. So, wow. basically, warm carbonated drinks were like your deal in like 95 degree uh, Fahrenheit weather. It was, and you're, and you're in front of a camera, and you're doing, you're answering questions. It was just very challenging. And so, I'm there with them. Um, I was on my way to the conference. This was like day two or three or something like that, and I was tired of drinking carbonated drinks. So, I stopped by this gas station. And I bought two giant containers of ice water that were not carbonated because they were not available in the convention center. And I hauled that mess all the way <laughs> to the convention center. Got up there, I remember I'm sitting in. The, I sat on the side. I'm sitting in there with uh, Inafune-san and a few of my other colleagues from Capcom Japan. And, and folks came in and asked, like the folks who were attending. Everyone that came in and asked like, would everyone like water and like gas or no gas? You know, carbonation or no carbonation. No carbonation is still carbonated, by the way. There's no <laughs> such thing as no carbonation in those areas. And I said, oh, uh, Choto. I grabbed my bottle of non-carbonated water. I said, "Dozo." We had a moment.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: that was it. I'm like, I have brought you non-gas water that I hauled for five miles for this moment for all of us. Dozo.
3: Uh, can I be additive there? Actually. Yes, please do. <laughs> so I'm I'm at I'm at PlayStation, you know, so and and I I hate beer. <laughs> what? I hate beer, right? And if there's anything you can get in Cologne, it's beer. beer. <laughs> let me tell you, they don't they don't mess around too, right? And so I'm I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, I really, really just want some Coca-Cola. That's what I want. Right. I want Coca-Cola. And so if you order a beer, they will bring out a gallon of beer and put it right in your face. Like here you go. Ice cold, ice cold beer. When you ask for a Coke, they will bring you a shot glass of Coca-Cola that has no ice in it at all right so i decided that i was gonna make my stand at this bar right and 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 so i said i want a coke and they brought out that little Mm -hmm. glass again right and i said listen to me sir and i want you to really hear me when i tell you this i want you to put all of this coke into that big ass glass that you would normally serve me beer in and put a whole bunch of ice cubes in it. Okay. And, and he looked at me like, but sir, like that would cost. And I looked at him like, does it look like I care how much it costs? (laughs) If that drink would have cost me $30, it would have been like going out on, on a date at the AMC movie theater. So I did not care. I just wanted it. And as soon as I got it, Everybody in the bar went crazy and they kept doing it. They were like, yo, where'd you get that? And I'm like,
2: yeah.
3: I, so, I, so, I left, so I left Cologne being a trendsetter because You're a I know. a rock
4: star right there. You started your friend. I man. Like, we were all building bridges at Cologne. That was all we were about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how real the struggle was about, like, not having ice. Because when I was in Argentina, trying to get iced tea was just about impossible. Right. Oh, don't ask for iced tea. It was 97 yeah. degrees, and every time I got tea, it was like hot tea, and I was just like, and they, I could sometimes get them to bring me a cup of ice. Mm-hmm. And then one time, I was there with some of my colleagues, and I I told my explained to them, and my my colleague he had been to America, so he knew about iced tea, and he's like, oh, he's like, hang on a second, I'm gonna get them to bring you iced tea, and he went in the back and he argued with them for 20 minutes, and then he came out with a cup of iced tea for me, and I was like. <laughs> Thank wow. you. My, my
4: most shameful moment as a as a <laughs> game developer in my youth and I didn't know any better is when I went to um the UK and we went to like a pub and I asked that's when I wanted to drink and I said, "Oh, do you have iced tea?" My colleagues from Ninja Theory did not fight
1: Ooh. for me to get that iced tea. <laughs> they just looked at me like "Your colleagues? Their <laughs> yeah. colleagues. Their colleagues." So, okay, all right, let's jump into some of the games that were shown over at Gamescom this uh this year because there was a whole lot you know so um i just actually want to ask i mean maybe we can just talk about some of the you know some of the um the announcements right Uh, obviously there were announcements around like saints row um their new uh uh saints row what was the name of the what reboot? was the name of it yeah, it's called saints row i think actually yeah, it, yeah it's just a reboot i guess um saints row was announced there was a new marvel midnight suns announced they had we had announcements around halo we had announcements around horizon zero dawn who wants to talk a little bit about like some of these announcements that we had some of the ones that are kind of interesting for you
3: i just <laughs> want to go against my nature for 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 you know, We're talking about a Nintendo the second thing? time here. No, this is a Halo conversation.
1: No, is either Halo or maybe it's Metroid Dread. I don't know.
3: No, um, I just want to give props once again to Microsoft for you know, like a dope presser, right? Um, I think that for for whatever reason, I don't know what the reason is, but PlayStation just seems to not be playing the game anymore. I uh, you know, I don't know what it is. But, you know, over the past few years, they just seem like they're ambivalent to a lot of the the, the way things used to be done in the past for, for whatever reason. And Microsoft is just, you know, mm-hmm. consistently just come out spitting hot fire. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I can appreciate that. You know, I, I really can. And this is also so that I can point to, you know. Leon and say, see, I told you, I, 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 you know, that it wasn't about Microsoft. It was about Microsoft's actions. And now Microsoft is acting like they're the king of the hill. And I can appreciate that.
4: Are you talking about their cloud gaming announcement?
3: Yeah, I'm talking about yeah. that. I, I'm talking about like, I mean, you know, look, Halo aside, because, you know, I'm not a Halo player. But, mm-hmm. You know, I, I just think that, you know, them buying up all the great independent developers that, that have been out there. Uh, them actually getting them on track and, and and making cool stuff that is, you know, on their on their platform. Um, that's what you're supposed to do as a platform developer, uh, a, a platform holder. And Microsoft is 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 holding it down, and I and I have nothing but respect for that behavior. Nothing I, but respect.
5: I, I think you know, to Travis's point, one of the things interesting about Microsoft is not that they've taken a shot, but they've been able to maintain continuous fire. For months, yes, right? sir, yes, sir. Uh, you know, and and if you look at the look at what they brought to the party, it wasn't just the new stuff from the independent developer. Look what look at the games that came from their traditional games. You had uh, Forza Horizon, which I don't even like driving games, and I'm like, shut up and take my money. Mm-hmm. Um, you you look at Age of Empire, right? Uh, Age of Empires Four, mm-hmm. right? Like, what a way to go back, you know, to to Microsoft's gaming PC history. Um, you know, Halo took some, took some uh, lumps when they first announced it. Nope. Nobody's saying anything about it now. So I I think, you know, in addition to what they're doing in the cloud, uh, addition to just the amazing value of game pass um, you know, the the only thing my only problem I have with Microsoft right now is, is is can I get more consoles,
4: you know?
3: (laughs) Yeah. Right. For real. Right. Build more, build more because, you know,
4: (laughs) I agree with everyone else. Like the, the some of the most exciting news that came out was that the cloud gaming thing. Travis, I think you actually, I think in like a couple of weeks ago, or at least we were talking about this in one of our previous episodes, I think you actually mentioned when we were talking about how Microsoft was was buying up a lot of uh, independent developers, you made the sort of off comment, hey, if they make cloud gaming and attach that to, to Game Pass, then they're basically going to, like that's holding the one ring. <laughs> yeah, game over. And, and that's and that's exactly what they did. You know, I, I think it's I think it's really interesting. It's exciting um, for them to do that. I know that like from a like there's 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 very few players that are at Microsoft level to be able to do that. Not just from a strategic standpoint, but from a money standpoint. Let's be honest, they are pouring millions, if not billions, close into like like in like, hundreds of millions into this strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. I'm. I think it's gonna be interesting to see how it pays off as well, because, I mean, yeah, it's super compelling to, especially in this new console generation, um, I mean, to to to, you, you, uh, to get this number of games. So many of these games are like uh, are day one Game Pass uh, available. Mm-hmm. I don't have to yeah, drop you, another seventy dollars for it.
3: You don't. You don't even have to. You don't have to be. I mean, it, the great thing is 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 that if you, I, I spent like a few weeks just looking at Azure right and the whole time i'm thinking this is a games death star like it really is right like with a with with a turn of the key you have resources available to you that people would have killed for like 10 years ago right and and and, oh. and it just means that you and your small gaming group or your 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 small d- development team can do the work that maybe a group Five times your size wasn't able to do two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Just,
5: can I just interject a quick point to that, right? Like literal, when we launched Astron's Call and I had my own data center next to my office, when we launched Astron's Call at Microsoft, what we had to do is we were afraid of the land rush scenario. So I had five, I had a five percent increase in my server order, like ready to rack. Just in case we we had too many people, And we had to get those racks in, and and Dell would let me return those at, at only a ten percent, uh, you know, kind of penalty fee, right? So we always would have this extra capacity ready. Now, now I just go into the Azure dashboard and turn the dial, right? <laughs>
2: More warp speed. That's, yep. that's crazy. So,
1: so let me ask. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go around the room. Um, yep. what game? are each of you excited about from gamescom leon why don't you start us off here for
5: me it was age of empires 4 uh age of empires is one of the first games i worked on when i when i joined microsoft and i helped go online matchmaking I, I have friends that are working on that product so so there's a lot of personal history into that and i played a whole lot of age so i'm really excited about that nice nice shanae
1: what do you
4: think Okay, I'm gonna pick a weird one, um, because there's a lot of games that that, that were announced. Uh, there are a lot of games that, that appeared at Gamescom, but but I'm gonna pick one that was announced at Gamescom. I think, which was Cult of the Lamb.
1: <laughs> oh man, you took the one I wanted to look. I was gonna mention I that knew one. my twin sister
4: would pick the same one that I wanted to pick. Excuse me I while I, I Google. Review. Listen, you know, it looks like it's a three quarter overview. Uh, like hack and slash, like action game. So I think it's got like, it's got, uh, 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 like community building and all kinds of stuff. You have to. You become like basically you become like a what a lamb that's running a cult. <laughs> and,
1: yes, that's what it is. It's amazing. You're
4: just, yeah, you're defeating like other like false prophets. You're you're uh you're you're raising your flock of 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 uh, of, of people of followers followers. You're also like it's also like got some Stardew Valley kind of mixed in there too. And then you're going out and you're fighting fighting demons. And the art style looks amazing. I'm amused as heck. I love the. I love the, the 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 theming for it it's just it's just comedy so um
1: Yeah it's the yeah, Digital I right play that. It's yeah <laughs> I'm going to play it that It looked it looked the one looked amazing i just have to say like that was what i was like no one's gonna mention cult of the land of course my sister mentions cult of, of the course land.
4: of course i mentioned that one. It's um, i'm 30 trailer.
3: seconds into that i'm 30 seconds into that trailer yeah. and i'm feeling it already
1: yes yes it's so yeah. adorable okay join the cult travis <laughs> i will mention my second choice which was teenage Mutant ninja turtle shredder's revenge that
4: was my yeah. second choice too
1: which i was never actually a tmnt fan we grew we grew up we didn't we were not allowed to watch the show or anything like that but like i love I, I'm, I'm a sucker for sprite graphics and stuff like that like i i love it and april's gonna be a playable character in there too i'm like okay i might just well get into the tmnt so that's <laughs> beam up you know yep, yep okay uh chuck what do you got
0: uh, TMT was my second choice, oh, but my that. first choice, yeah. my first choice is Saints Row reboot. I love the Saint Rose games. I love, it's, it's, it's more of a parody on GTA than any other game and it, and they nail their mechanics. Their mechanics are always good. The game's always bonkers. So I'm really excited about the reboot. The first, the trailer even had, and I was like, oh, is this going to be multiplayer uh, from, the, from the day, from the jump out the, out the gate? I can't wait to play this game. This game's gonna be amazing.
1: It, it looks great. It looks great. Travis, what you got?
0: First of all, I've never been a Saints Row fan.
3: I, I kept like going, Are you serious? Are you serious the whole time? I would watch No, no they're, they're not serious. That's not. the beauty of the game. It's be over the top fun. Yeah, yeah. Ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. Um I'm gonna go with I'm, I'm gonna go with Midnight Suns. Mm -hmm. uh marvel and i and and i'll tell you i'll I'll tell you why like the reason is is because um whenever you whenever you have a superhero game uh of 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 any kind um it seems to be based around this game mechanic that uh works for one of those superheroes but not all of them right Mm -hmm. and and it always pays the price shanae knows what i'm talking about so anyways uh with that so, so 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 with that in mind right so you so instead, you give the Marvel license to XCOM developers, and you say, "Do the damn thing." Mm. And let me tell you something: my body is so ready
5: <laughs> for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, one thing. One thing I have to say about that team, and and I am an old school XCOM like micros, yes, like that's yes, that's how hardcore I am about XCOM. And and when they redid that 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 reboot, it was so brilliant in that they captured what was important about the property and left out what was not. And I, I love those series of games. So, so they have absolutely earned my trust uh, to see what they were do with Marvel. Because you're yeah. right, like a lot of these games, like Injustice, like I, I'll pick on Injustice, right? Everybody's Superman, like they even made it a gameplay element. Like, I just took this pill that makes me as strong as Superman. So that's why Catwoman can, you know, deck kal right? You know, yeah. that's typically how this works. But yeah, I want to see how they handle it, right? I want to mm-hmm. see how Iron Man and Wolverine are, are are working together, you know, or Ghost Rider, right? Like, is Ghost Rider gonna pull out the car? I hope so, yeah. you know?
4: Yeah,
0: what, what scared me about the game is- I, wait, saying, I just took the pill
4: that makes every character in the game DC's worst character. <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. Sorry. <laughs>
0: So, what are you going to I, say? Oh, no, I was going to throw to Ryan and see what Ryan's answer was. Um, I, let me answer. The only thing that got me scared about the Marvel game mm-hmm. is that it's a Marvel game. <laughs> no offense to the yeah. last Marvel game. I, that's the only thing I was like, mm, it's a Marvel game. Marvel game. Can game. ask one
4: Marvel question Marvel about the Marvel game? What was with the choice of the song? I, that was the thing that just threw me off. I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't know. You guys are probably gonna make an amazing game. Like, this is smart. This is this is interesting. I want to track this, but this this cover of Enter Sandman ain't doing it for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ryan, what do you got for us? Man,
2: you guys picked three of the games I was gonna choose. Uh, you know, Adrian, Adria Empire, mm-hmm. um, Marvel, Midnight, and. uh but uh, Lam- you
3: want to play the lamb game too <laughs> yes, oh yes. <laughs>
2: looks great.
3: how am I the last person to know about this lamb game I am a hardcore Call of
2: Duty fan so I'm going to go with Vanguard there you that's, go. That's, that's for shocking. me shocking there you go. <laughs> Yes, All poopy right. pants that's right poopy <laughs> That's that's me
1: All right. Awesome. If you folks have not had a chance to go look at some of the Gamescom coverage, you know, please do yourself a favor and do, you know, and do a couple of Google searches. There's a ton of trailers and stuff that you should check out. Um, There's a lot of great stuff um, that was talked about this week. Also, I don't know if it was announced or or if they, you know, if they showed it at Gamescom, but uh, that game like Journey to the West, like Black Wukong or something like that. Check that out because that looks amazing. Anywho, we're going to close up our show for this week. I want to give a shout out to Digital Click for all the creative they provide for each and every one of our shows. If you want to learn a little bit more about Technubians, make sure you hit up our website at technubians.com. That's techn N zero zero B 0 bians dot com. Please follow us here on Twitch. And if you like our vibe, and we know you do, and you want to learn more about game development and everything geek, please consider subscribing to the channel. Uh, also, please follow us on all our socials. Search Geekish Network on all major platforms. Tonight on Geekish Network, we have Pod Squadron. We'll be talking everything about Star Wars. And tomorrow night, as always, is Tastic. If you're ever wondering what else geek we're talking about, you can check out the schedule of our shows here on the TGN page, on our Twitch, or, sorry, our Twitch page. Um, and anyways, that's all for now. We will see you all next week. Thank you all for watching.
2: Peace. Mm-hmm.